At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What does every grocery store aisle now have in common? Products that come in paper packaging. And we don't just mean the obvious ones like cereal boxes and juice cartons. From beauty products to boxed water, there are more opportunities to go paper-tarian than ever before. So why should you? Because paper comes from a renewable resource and can be recycled up to seven times. Simply put, it's the smart choice for the environment. And it turns out, the easiest choice for you. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. It is the Green Zone here on Descend. I'm Jeff Parlos. He is Wes Reynolds. Happy to be with you here on a Sunday afternoon live at Circa West. Uh, let's dive right in. Uh, first, the final in Cleveland. The Tampa Bay Rays do not sleep. sweep the Cleveland Indians. The Tribe get it done. Two in the eighth, three-two. Cleveland wins. And Aaron Nola Suarez gets that one out. Aaron Nola went eight and two-thirds today. Was trying to go to the distance. Uh, G. Roddy makes a call to the bullpen. Suarez gets the save, so Phillies 2-1 now back at 500. Big win for the Phillies uh, in second place alone now entering the uh, the final week of July. Uh, Wes, uh, two games uh, going just about underway. Uh, make it three, I should say. We'll start in San Francisco. The Pirates have had their way with first-place teams over since the All-Star break for whatever reason. Uh, swept in Arizona, took two out of three from the Mets to begin this, the uh, the second half, and now have a chance to go on the road and get a sweep of the first place and best record in baseball, San Francisco Giants. Uh, Brubaker and Wood, Alex Wood has been real good this year for the Giants, and people are betting against the sweep here, up to $2 uh, on the Giants, minus 200, plus 180 on Pittsburgh with a total of uh, of eight in that one, West. And very quickly here, Matt Barnes gets a save for the Red Sox. So Yankees four nothing. Herman of the no hitter into the eighth. All of a sudden they take an L. So that game they stole yesterday, they got stolen from them today. Five four your final in Fenway. But back here to Pittsburgh and San Francisco. Look, 
This is the best pitcher, I think, the most consistent one we've seen in this Pirates rotation all year in JT Brubaker, who, you know, ERA a little bit over the mid fours, but the XFIP at 390. I think that this is a guy that, you know, maybe could have a brighter future for a team that doesn't have a lot of players with bright futures right now in Pittsburgh. And I know they're betting against the sweep here, but at this point, and I'm not going to get involved with it, I would actually lean a little bit with the Pirates uh, if you want to go maybe half run line or half money line. I think this price is getting a little bit out of whack. And, you know, I don't think the Giants, I think the Giants are going to stay in it. I'm giving them respect. I'm going to put respect on their name, as they say. But I do think you're going to get some pitching regression at some point. I just didn't think that, like, Gaussman's numbers were sustainable. And you kind of saw that last night. Alex Wood, another guy. I'm not sure how sustainable his numbers are. So just from a number standpoint, I understand the situation being the anti-sweep here because it's like, oh my God, this Giants team who just played so well in Chavez Ravine against the Dodgers, they can't get swept by the Pirates. Well, that's what inflates a price here. So it would be Giants or Pirates or nothing for me right now. I don't want anything to do with it, uh, Wes. Yeah, uh, I'm not betting it, but if you made me, I would bet the Pirates. I would look a Giants run line. That would be the only thing I'd look at here. Uh, The only problem is it's not steep enough. It's 110. I'm not interested in taking a run line that short. Uh, The Battle of the Grays at Dodger Stadium tonight. uh, John Gray will go for the Rockies, and in the big-time prospect for the L.A. Dodgers, Josiah Gray uh, will go for the the, uh, Dodgers today. Uh, Minus one. We're we're seeing some late late number, uh, late action here on the Dodgers, uh, or excuse me, on the the Rockies here, pushing the Dodgers number down. Uh, Minus 170 now, consensus. On the Dodgers, plus 160, plus 155 on Colorado. Yeah, this is where you pull that trick with your local and say, yeah, I want gray on the money line. Click. (laughs) Because we have two grays. Josiah Gray against John Gray. It'll be interesting to see if this is John Gray's last start for the Rockies because he could potentially be on the move. I would fully expect, even though they've been playing better of late, for them to be sellers. So, uh... Look, price really hasn't moved because Josiah Gray likely to be an opener here, so likely a bullpen game for the Dodgers. Nothing for me here. Yeah, no no, no play for me as well. And then in Seattle, Cole Irvin, Marco Gonzalez, uh, the A's and the Mariners. The, the, the Mariners just keep finding ways to win despite being a bad baseball team, Wes. What is their run differential now? Uh, minus is, 53. Yes, and and look, and I was asking, we, uh, Matt Newmans and I had Ken Korach, the A's radio broadcaster, on my guys earlier this week here on VEASAN, and he was like, he couldn't even explain it because he's seen this team obviously a lot. It's like, how is this team getting it done? But somehow, some way they are, and they're getting a little bit of late money. Early money came for the A's, and now you're seeing some buyback on the Mariners now down to plus 115 at BetMGM. No, it just, I, I they stink. They stink, yeah. and they're right in the middle of the race, as ridiculous as it is, uh, man, I don't, I don't get it, Wes. I, I, I just don't get it with the man. Some things are not explainable. No, they're not. Even though we, this is all a numbers game, but sometimes the numbers, you throw them out the window. Yeah, well, hey, look, at some point, the regression's coming. It's just a matter of when yeah. it shows up here on the green zone. Uh, the regression hopefully never shows up. I'm Jeff Parles. He's Wes Reynolds here on VSIN. By the way, one, one, one other thing I want to bring up before we hop back in. Um, NFL news earlier today, uh, Ed Warner, the the report uh, that Deshaun Watson is going to report to camp mm-hmm. for the Texans. We weren't certain of if that would happen. Uh, it, it's hard to uh, it's hard to really hold out now because of the yes. new CBA because you just get fined so much money if you don't show. Uh, but again, we don't know even if Watson shows up and goes through the motions of training camp. 
there's still the uh, the off the field issues that have been looming mm-hmm. all off season, Wes. And so not much actionable there. Well, and that's probably why we haven't seen a lot of movement here. There's still some two and halves out there. By the way, this is the week one Jacksonville at Houston game. Now at three, I don't know if it's going to go any north of three, depending on what happens with Watson off the field. But assuming he is good to go, you don't expect that this is going to get over that key number here. And plus, you do have a Jacksonville team in week one. Look. Rookie head coach. I hesitate to call Urban Meyer a rookie, a guy that's won two national championships. But is, I think I think people get my drift because I think he said something like, yeah, I'm really kind of upset I don't get to like have my players in for workouts anymore. Well, it's like, Herb, there's these things called unions. This thing <laughs> called a players association that doesn't allow you to do that. These aren't high school five-star kids that are like, okay, I can just, you know, practice them and do them through drills whenever I want. So... Look, a rookie quarterback and a rookie head coach and a very inexperienced team laying three on the road. I know Houston is very much in disarray with that organization and people not liking some of the front office guys there. But in a divisional game, getting three at home, I would certainly at least lean to the Texans at this standpoint. I have not bet it as of yet, though. I uh, yeah, I just it'll be interesting to see what that number ends up being because again, if Watson is there, then it's gonna drop a little it, bit. Then, it, then it's probably gonna be, I, I mean, one and a half. I mean, does it get all the way to a pick though? It could, it could. But I mean, look, this Houston team does not have a lot of talent. They're now, very bad. Now, I think if you go with Tyrod Taylor, he's a guy that's shown you he can be a kind of a temporary starter in case of emergency break open glass. And he's not a guy that really gets you beat. But he's not always a guy that wins you games either. He's kind of like what Jacoby Brissett was for the Colts a few years ago. He's not enough to good and go just steal a win for you, but he's good enough not to lose a game for you. Yeah, no, you, you and I... Uh... You and I agree on on both of those accounts there. And again, with a, with the the big thing is when you don't have talent around a quarterback like that, that's mm-hmm. when things usually go very poorly. And that's what the Houston Texans are. Well, yeah, and and obviously a new a new coach in the mix with uh, Bob Bill O'Brien being out. So Bob now in Tuscaloosa to kind of go through the uh, reinvent the, his the, career. The the Nick Saban uh, Betty Ford Center. He is really the Betty Ford Center for coaches. Kind of a rehab. Look, Steve Sarkeesian got a gig out of it. Mike Loxley got a gig out of it. Now the head coach at Maryland. So that's where you want to go. Is one of his coordinators, and then you're probably going to get a head coaching job somewhere again. Wes, let's uh, d- dive back into college football here. We're we're going with the Rose Bowl theme to begin the show here. We did the Big Ten. Uh, both of us uh, still expect yeah. Ohio State to get it done. The Rose Bowl, I guess I refuse to go to until Indiana actually <laughs> gets there. They haven't been there since 1968. Like That is the one thing on my sports bucket list that I really want to do is see my school in the Rose Bowl. I watch that. that. It is the granddaddy of them all. I still believe it's the bowl. I know it's different with the college football playoff and all that. It's still the biggest bowl in college football, in my opinion, in the postseason just because of the history and kind of what it means to me personally as a Big Ten guy. So want to see Indiana get there at some point, but I do like this uh, Rose Bowl theme. To start so, so we'll start with the Pac-12, and it's three teams, realistically, in this conference. It's Oregon, it's Washington, mm-hmm. it's USC. If you want to throw Arizona State in there, you can. Yeah. The, uh, the, 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 the NCAA violations are looming over the Sun Devils uh, for, uh, for rules broken during uh, peak pandemic rules, Wes. Uh, but but let's start with the Ducks, who, uh, again, the biggest question about the Ducks is it, it has to do with their head coach still. It's still on Mario Cristobal. How 
good of a coach is he? Can he take the Ducks to the next level? Of course, they won the Pac-12 last year, even though they weren't even a division champion uh, because of Washington's COVID issues. The Ducks are the favorite at BetMGM at plus 250. If you look at their schedule, Wes, they have road games this year. They play at Washington. They play at UCLA. They play at Utah in those in the two South games. And by the way, they go to the shoe in week two and play Ohio State. Uh, for, that might be the best time to get them. You yeah. want to probably get Ohio State with a lot of this inexperience on offense because they're going to go with JT Shroud. They're going to go with ne- whoever it is, a freshman at quarterback for Ohio State. So at least for the Ducks, you're playing them early because you probably don't want to play them later. No, I, I look, I agree with you there. But we, we, what do you make of this Oregon team uh, for for – a team that, again, loaded with talent. Uh, uh, mm-hmm. Thibodeau may very well be the first overall pick in next year's NFL draft as an elite pass rusher. But what do you make of this Ducks squad? I do like Washington a little bit better, and I'll okay. get to the reasons why. But I'll start with Oregon. Anthony Brown is an experienced quarterback. He finally gets his shot. They basically kind of used him in the red zone or in short yardage situation because he's a very good runner. He is the transfer from Boston College. He started 28 games there. Look, a totally different offensive system because it was a run first thing with Steve Adazio, who is now at Colorado State. So, But Anthony Brown is a veteran guy. And look, uh, they did lose Penny Sewell. Remember the Outland Trophy winner that went, I believe, sixth to the Lions in the draft. He opted out before last season, but it may end up being a blessing in disguise because you got more guys on that offensive line with experience, all five return. They paved the way for about 167 on the ground. Travis Dye and C.J. Verdell are a very good one-two punch. And, look, we've seen Mario Cristobal. We know he can recruit. Some of his in-game decision-making is highly questionable. And then how they're going to use Thibodeau. Are they going to use him more as an end? Or are they going to use him more as an outside linebacker? By the way, new defensive coordinator in Oregon, it is Tim DeRuder, mm-hmm. who is the former Fresno State head coach. By the way, that's Oregon's opening opponent on this 2021 schedule. He was the D.C. for Justin Wilcox at Cal. And we know Wilcox, very well respected in terms of being a defensive mind, was a defensive coordinator at a lot of places. So he's more of a defensive first guy. DeRuder comes in to take that job here in Eugene. They need to force more turnovers. They only forced, I believe, seven turnovers in the seven games that they played last year, but all of them came in two games. You had five games where Oregon didn't have any takeaways, and that's not going to be good when you're giving up 28 a game and 406 yards per game. Now, with the starters back, you would expect that those numbers are going to drop. So we shall see. Now, Oregon does have road trips to Stanford, a likely improved UCLA team. they got to go to Washington. they got to go to Utah. So these good recruiting classes, because Cristobal has been the best recruiter in this conference, they're going to have to really step up, I think, to exceed that win total of nine this year. So that bl- turns me to Washington. Let's go to Washington there. Uh, the, Jimmy Lake gets his first crack at a full season as the head man uh, in Seattle. Of course, uh, Peterson retiring after uh, – Finishing his collegiate coaching career here in Las Vegas with a bowl win over his former team, longtime uh, Boise State Bronco head coach. But you look at this Washington team, and look, you can't really you can't really take much from any of these Pac-12 teams right. last year. They played four games, most of these teams. Uh, but but Wes, the big question for me is: is the offense 
at the level where they can really push forward and be the dominant force in this conference. Sure, and and that is a viable concern that you bring up. Uh, of course, uh, Washington last year, and they put up solid numbers. Mm-hmm. John Donovan, who was the new offensive coordinator last year, he brought in more of a pro-style offense, about 400 yards a game, a little bit over 30 points a game. They were more run-heavy. They do have five starters back on the offensive line, but... Dylan Morris, it looks like he has kind of emerged from that crowded pack because they didn't know who that quarterback was going to be. He's uh, now designated as a redshirt freshman. Colorado State transfer Patrick O'Brien is coming in for some competition. I think Morris is probably going to get the job. The receiving core took a real hit with five transfers out of the program, but they got one of the best tight ends in the country in Cade Otten. And eight other guys on the roster do have starts at receiver. Defense now, they slipped a little bit. I think the offense is going to be okay. They have eight starters back, but they have a new defensive coordinator. It's a promote from within. Bob Gregory is the new D.C. Pete Kwiatkowski got plucked away by Sark down to Texas, so that's why they're replacing that defensive coordinator. And Washington, like Oregon, has another one of those big matchups in terms of the second week. They go to Ann Arbor to play Michigan, so that's going to be a tone-setting game. In terms of your division games at home, you do get Oregon there. You go Your road trips are to Arizona and Colorado in terms of in the South, and those are probably going to be the two bottom teams in the Pac-12 South. So winnable road games. They have that payback game at Stanford on October 30th. So they also avoid Washington. They don't have to play USC or Utah. Correct. Oregon is the small favorite, but I think the Huskies have the more favorable schedule. I don't think that there's that much of a difference. And I don't think the talent gap maybe is that big, even though I think Oregon is the clear talented team in the North. Just look at the recruiting rankings. But, you know, they might have a chip on their shoulder because here's Oregon. They always get the hype, and they forget about us up here in Seattle. And, you know, the fact that we had a lot of transfers out of the program and the recruiting, at least the rankings, were down from last year to this year. But, you know, Jimmy Lake, I think they have a solid program. I think a lot of it, maybe they're getting negative recruited against because there's no Chris Peterson there anymore. And Chris Peterson kind of mentioned the reason why he wanted out of it is because he got tired of the recruiting and all the BS that, of course, has to come with that. So I do like Washington, though, a little bit better. I think the, the herd's kind of on Oregon, but I want to see how Anthony Brown does. I think he'll be solid, but... Oregon still tends to kind of turn the ball over a little bit too much, and I don't know how much of a believer I am in their defense as of yet. Wes, uh, I want to I quickly shift over to the golf because uh, it's starting to get tight again. Cameron Champ has the outright lead right now at 14-under. Jonathan Vegas at 13-under. But uh, a late charge coming from Louis Ustays, and he just may run out of holes here. Yeah, Wes. there we go. And he was a short price, and I didn't take him this week. I think he was like 12 or 14 to 1. And, look, he is motivated, and that's what I said this week. That's why I didn't really fade him in matchups or anything, even though I didn't have him on an outright or any props, because he wants to get that win on American soil. Mm-hmm. I know it bugs him for a guy that's so even keel and so gentlemanly. I know it really bugs him. So Ustay is in here 11 under uh, through 15 holes. Cameron Champ, by the way, did birdie number 11. And now he has a par 5. Johnny Vegas uh, was wayward off the tee. And that's why he had to go ahead and settle for a 5 on that par 5 12. So now Johnny Vegas is going to be one back of Cameron Champ. Uh, and I'm waiting for this to get repriced because Charles Schwartzel is also... schwartzel has got a chance for Eagle here, Wes. Yes. And by the way, I was wrong on Ustays and my leaderboard didn't update. He is currently at 12 under par through 16 as uh, Schwartzel goes 
way by for his eagle butt, so now he's going to have some work for birdie, and uh, probably uh, just going to have to get and maybe have a three-butt here for par, so I'm waiting for this uh, reprice here of the 3M Open. It got taken off temporarily here at BetMGM, but I'll update that leaderboard real quick. Cam Champ. 14 under through 11, Johnny Vegas 13 under through 12, and then a host of players at 12 under, Louis Ustazen, Roger Sloan, Charles Schwartzel. My guy Bo Hogue, best he can do is probably 12 under. He can get him maybe in the top five at the end of the day, but just gave one away here late, ran out of holes. Very uh, very disappointing day for the uh, pre-round leader. Cam Tringali. Cam Tringali, who's won over so far. Well, and, and we mentioned yesterday that he has gone over 300 starts mm -hmm. without winning. He's been a quality player, but yet has never won. By the way, the price is back up at, at MGM. Cameron Champ, plus 120 to go ahead and get this home. Johnny Vegas, 4-1. to one. Charles Schwartzel, 6-1. to one. Matt McNeely, 12-1. to one. Cam Tringali, 14-1, as well as Roger Sloan at that same price. Pat Perez, 20 to 1. Louis Ustays in 32 to 1. And K.H. Lee at 40 to 1. That all at BetMGM. I would definitely not bet champ. That's all I'll say. Yeah. That he, number. What, and what we, I, we were talking about this over the break. Kim Champ, usually a very shaky putter. Now, you got a couple other shaky putters. Johnny Vegas can certainly be that, too. But that's what kind of holds Cam Champ back. He's a young guy. bombs it off the tee. He could stand to be a little bit more accurate. But he misses a lot of putts. But he did make that one in 11. And now he does have a par 5. So Johnny Vegas might have blown that opportunity. But that, of course, now priced in the market here at BetMGM. Oh, and also remember, too, 18 to 5 as well. So opportunity still mm -hmm. for, for everyone who has uh, a bunch of holes left to uh, – at least see that par five on 18. Again, for Louis Oosthuizen, too, just starting his run a little too late here. Yeah. Yeah, he is now down to 30 to 1, so people are taking a chance that maybe these guys will buckle under the pressure. I think I think it's maybe a little bit of a big ass for Louis here, but he's not going over for the Olympics, decided not to go to represent his native South Africa. So this is a guy, though, he is really going to be pressing because he is trying to get that win on American soil. He has numerous wins around the world on the European Tour and on the Sunshine Tour in South Africa. So he's had a really good career, but... You know, you were in the mix at three majors, and you come home with no trophies. Uh, really unfortunate. Louis Oosthuizen, in the proverbial bridesmaid in the majors. Well, South African contingent, uh, Garrett, Garrett Kigo and uh, Bezadenhut, right? I, yeah, I, be I believe you're right. I would have to double-check that. It is Bezadenhut, and it is, uh, I believe it is Garrett Kigo. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, again, will we'll this week, uh, Wes, uh, I, I know throughout the week you'll have more on the uh, – uh, on this event uh, in the Olympics uh, as more information is delved on this course. And also, too, uh, see if there's any more late pullouts because of uh, unfortunate positive uh, tests uh, like we saw with Rom and DeChambeau a night ago. Schwartzel up the putt on the, on the par five. Birdie putt is no good, so a missed opportunity for Schwartzel to get back within one of Cam Champ, who is now on the uh, par five 12th there in uh, Blaine, Minnesota. By the way, Wes, that is, he did hit... His tee shot a little waywardly into the rough mm -hmm. on the left side of the fairway. So uh, it, it will probably be a little bit difficult for Champ. That's what uh, happened to, to Johnny there. Vegas exactly. on, on that hole. Yeah. Uh, quick scores in Major League Baseball here before we hit a break. They're in the ninth in Queens. Edwin Diaz is in against the top of the order of the Blue Jays in a 5-4 lead. So no margin for error for Diaz, who's really struggled over the last few weeks. The uh, Giants and the, and the Pirates tied at one in the bottom of the first. And the Rockies get on the board first against the Dodgers, 1-0. And final score in Miami, 9-3. Marlins get the win over Padres. Hugh Darvish uh, takes the L this afternoon. Yeah, not a good split for San Diego where they took the first two and then uh, 
Uh, their broadcast gave Doug Eddings the player of the game last night. <laughs> That's not good because that was the umpire in that game. We'll look at the Pac-12 South next here on the Green Zone. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It is the Green Zone here on v Sin, brought to you by BetMGM. He's Wes Reynolds. I'm Jeff Miles. Happy to be with you here at Circa. Wes, uh, before we move on to the Pac-12 South, we, we talked about the two real competitors in that division, Oregon and Washington for the North Division, of course. You like Washington a little more than Oregon. I like Oregon a little more than Washington, even though I don't think either of those teams are realistically playoff threats mm-hmm. just because or- both teams, week two, Oregon goes to Ohio State. Oregon's going to lose that game. Washington goes to Michigan. 
Very interested to see what the number is on that game. But that's just a tough ask for a Washington team going on the road to that building early in the season. Yeah, yeah it is. Uh, so, And look, I did not expect them to win that game at Michigan, even though Michigan deciding who their quarterback is going to be. Is it going to be Alan Bowman, the Texas Tech transfer? Is it going to be the kid that uh, that they had uh, last year? Or, or the freshman uh, McCarthy, J.J. McCarthy, the highest-rated quarterback recruit that they directly recruited for Shea Patterson was higher, but he was came in for a year, I believe, since Ryan Mallett. So J.J. McCarthy, of course, there's Cade McNamara, who came on in relief of Joe Milton last year. Joe Milton now, by the way, at Tennessee. It'll be an interesting season for the Vols to, uh, to, to uh, move, move over there for a second. But uh, going to the south here, Wes, because uh, the rest of the north, look, Cal, Cal's probably a bold team. Stanford's in for a rough go this year. Tough schedule roster, just really not that good. Uh, and, and then you look at the other teams up in the north. Uh, Wazoo uh, in uh, really just in a rebuild under Rolovich there. And mm-hmm. then uh, and then who who's the last team I'm forgetting up on, up in the north there, uh, Wes? Uh, well, there's uh, Oregon I'm forget- State. I'm forgetting Oregon State, who, again, on your board is all the yeah. way at the bottom, of, and, uh, just and, in front of Arizona. And you mentioned Washington State, a quarterback battle up there. Jaden Delora, who did have some off-the-field issues, was suspended for the spring, did start as a true freshman for Nick Rolovich in that run-and-shoot offense that he brings in from Hawaii. And Jarrett Garantano, speaking of Tennessee, yes. he is now there for his fifth and final year up there in the Palouse. <laughs> Uh, you, it's hard to keep track it, it, of this it, Well, it's hard too. It also too the super seniors, Wes. I mean, mm-hmm. it just it's just hard to keep track because so many guys who would have already been gone are still there because of the COVID rules. Yeah. In the NCAA, looking at the South, look UCLA or excuse me USC is the most talented team in this division. Yes. UCLA though, Wes. If we're looking at this, because Arizona State, even though I think they're talented, I really do think the cloud of the NCAA uh, violations is going to hurt them this year. But UCLA is talented. And if Chip Kelly is going to have success in Westwood, you would imagine it's going to come sooner rather than later, especially with a stable quarterback situation there. Yeah, I I certainly think so. And I think that offense is going to be improved. And that's not just because my former classmate at Indiana, Justin Fry, is now the offensive coordinator there. But I think that this is the year that UCLA kind of has to step up a little bit. So uh, they do uh, they do have that tough schedule, though. They get LSU, Arizona State and Oregon at home, in addition to Washington, Utah and USC on the road. So the schedule might get uh, up on UCLA this year. The schedule is actually kind of favorable for Arizona State, but mm-hmm. I'm a little worried because they were kind of the team I thought, and eh, they're a little bit under the radar here, so maybe they're the team you want to look at. I think everybody, kind of the flavor of the month, if you want to fade USC, everybody's going to go toward Utah and Kyle Whittingham, who I think is widely regarded as the best coach kind of in that conference, or at least that division. He's blue-collar. They're always tough on the offensive line. They can run the ball. They usually have a good defense. Charlie Brewer, speaking of another graduate transfer, he comes in from Baylor to take over that starting quarterback because the kid that they had, Bentley, from South Carolina, he didn't get it done last year. So I think they do have an upgrade at the position. So, uh, yeah, I would think Utah is going to be is going to be better this year. Now, how much better? I don't know. They do have to go to USC on October 9th, but you get ASU, you get Oregon, and UCLA all at home. So, 
Whittingham is always that coach that's kind of friendly to betters that cover spread, so maybe that gives you a little bit of bias there. And they're always kind of the team that's going to get overlooked when you have USC and Oregon there. Well, you got also got to keep in mind, Utah, of all the teams in the country last year that actually suited up and played football last year, last mm-hmm. Utah basically didn't play a season last yeah. year. You're basically skipping the 2020 campaign for for Utah. So it's a little bit complex in handicapping them for me. Yeah, and keep in mind with these Pac-12 teams, like Washington was going to get awarded a spot in the Pac-12 title game, didn't have enough scholarship players due to COVID-19. So this is the most interesting conference because, like you said, we didn't really have a season last year. Wes, when we get back, we'll update you on the 3M Open. We'll also get through our final picks for the Pac-12, and we'll also look at the Big 12. May not be around much longer. Oh, look at the Big 12. Pour one out. For uh, for 2021 next here on the Green Zone. Betting guides are coming soon. There's no better way to prepare for the college and pro seasons. Our experts provide profiles on every team with advanced stats and power ratings, plus best bets on season win totals, division finishes, and player awards. Each guide's only $20, and discounts are available when you buy both. Now is the time to reserve your copy or sign up for VEASAN All Access and get everything we offer for the entire football season. Sign up now, VEASAN.com slash subscribe. He's Wes Reynolds. I'm Jeff Farles. Happy to be with you here on a Sunday afternoon on the Green Zone. Wes, uh, let's go for a quick update in the 3M Open. Uh, Cameron Champ starting to get some distance between him and the field. He is. This is kind of continuing a theme. I did hit John Rahm this summer. Had a pretty good year, but over the last few weeks have gotten guys in the mix. Bubba Watson at the Travelers didn't get there. Two guys in the playoff, Troy Merritt and Joaquin Neiman. Neither walked away with the trophy. And Johnny Vegas looked like it was going to be my best bet here, but he has now drifted out to 12-1 to as he is now two shots back of one Cameron Champ. Cameron Champ currently 14 under par. Even money to go ahead and win this thing. Cameron Galley did just make birdie to get to 12 under par. He is in the final pairing and of course was the overnight 54 hole leader. He is at plus 350. Maverick McNeely 9 to 1. Johnny Vegas 12 to 1. Schwartzel at 14. Pat Perez 22. Ches Revy at 25. Louis stays in at 33 along with Jimmy Walker. K.H. Lee 40 to 1. And we just saw a, a guy that was in the mix who was right there maybe for the win, could post it a number, at least get a top five. That would be one Bo Hogue, who now falls to a tie for 18th. Nine under par makes a double at the last on the par five. Right now, though, he did gain six points in the FedEx Cup standings because I thought it was interesting. He was right there in the cutoff spot at 125 to go ahead and keep his card and get in those FedEx Cup playoffs, and that's a number you want to be in unless you're otherwise already exempt. You've got a medical extension or won a major championship or or had your two-year exemption for winning on the PGA Tour, but Bo Hogue obviously needed to gain a lot of ground in the FedEx Cup. Didn't gain much, but he's not the bubble boy as of right now, but right now the man of the hour, Cameron Champ, even money to go ahead and win this thing. He is currently at 14 under par, two-shot lead, about six holes to play. Again, uh, it's a shame Louie started his run a little late here because yeah. he actually, 
I think would have a real shot. To yeah, win, because he, he can probably be the leader in the clubhouse, though, yes. if he birdies this. He can get to 13 and maybe hope that Cam Champ kind of finds his usual putting woes down the stretch. So, you know, not all, not far from set and done here. Like with the two-shot lead, some players would obviously be odds-on favorites at this standpoint. But Cam Champ right there at plus 100, even money. So... If- not quite odds on because I think when you see how erratic this guy can be. And this would be, Wes, if Champ holds the third straight year where an absolute bomb on the odds board ends up coming home. Yeah, in this we've tournament. had two triple digit ones, of course. Matthew Wolf won here as a rookie in 2019 when he wasn't even a member of the PGA Tour yet. He was on Correct. like a special exemption at that time. And then Michael Thompson, who did win last year at about a buck and a quarter to one. Uh, Charles Schwartzel misses his putt. I believe that was for par, so he will drop. Yeah, to he's, 11 dropping. Under. he's dropping. I look, I. Tringali's on the par five here, two mm-hmm. shots back. Uh, started slow, <laughs> but kind of kept st- it afloat. Still alive here. And again, this would be by far the way the pace are on, by far the lowest scoring event ever in this three, yeah. year, uh, three years of this tournament, Wes. Uh, let's uh, let's go back to the uh, the, the Pac-12 here, Wes, because uh, we, we talked about it here. In the end, when you're looking at this conference, is Washington the play that you would make? It is, and and they're they're not a huge underdog in the North. I was just trying to look for the prices here to see where they are, but it's not like they're a substantial underdog, really, in, in this field. I don't think that there's that much of a separation with them and Oregon. I know Oregon gets the clout here because they're always, uh, you know, the better recruiting class, and they're always a top 10 class. Mario Cristobal was a great recruiter at Alabama. Then again, everybody's a great recruiter, really, at Alabama, so... I didn't. I don't have the divisions up, but obviously plus two fifty, and then Washington just behind it seven to two plus three fifty. I just think that there's something to be said for a little bit more stability. And Oregon, I, I worry if it can go a little bit sideways for them, despite all the talent that they have. Yeah, I, I, look, uh, I would lean towards USC still. Actually, mm-hmm. uh, you have the best quarterback in the league, an offense that could be explosive. Again, the one problem, as it always has been in this era. Under Clay Heldon, right. the coaching. <laughs> that is what it comes down to right. for USC and the holding the And the expectations always very high there, of course, at uh, Southern California. And I, I do have these division odds, I believe, open here. Oregon minus 115 at BetMGM to win that North. Washington at plus 145. Then you go down to Cal at 16-1. to 1. Washington State and Stanford at 18. Oregon State at 25. And then on the south side, USC plus 165. Arizona State, they're the team that I do like here in the South, but I do worry about these these violations here. But they're at two and a quarter, Utah two seventy, UCLA seven to one, Colorado sixteen, and Arizona at one hundred to one in the first year of Jed Fish down there in Tucson. Let's look at the Big Twelve, uh, Oklahoma, who uh, them in Texas may be on the way out the door sooner rather than later. Mm-hmm. Uh, big, five, reasonably sized favorites here at minus one seventy five. At Ben MGM, Iowa State, who was in the Big 12 title game a year ago, uh, plus 275. Texas, 9-1. to one. Everyone else is double digits. Uh, look, it's a two-horse race in this conference. It's Oklahoma and it's Iowa State. The, the, the one concern I have for Iowa State, uh, look, Brees Hall is an amazing running back and maybe one of the best running backs, if not the best in the entire country. Yes. Brock Purdy is still there somehow. And... Mm-hmm. Wes, I've never been a fan of Brock Purdy. I just think he's the perennially average quarterback. He, he turns who, the ball turns over the ball a little over bit too much. much. Yes. And if you're going to beat Oklahoma, look, you can be go, beat Oklahoma once like they did last year. Mm-hmm. But in order to win the Big 12 title, 
Iowa State's probably going to have to beat the Sooners twice, and I just don't think they're capable of beating them twice. I don't either, and I do expect Oklahoma's defense, while not maybe elite, I do think that they improved last season, this Alex Grinch coach defense. Of course, he got his fair share of criticism when he was the Buckeyes defensive coordinator, but look, Oklahoma, I think, is a definite playoff contender. They would certainly be one of my selections to get in that playoff uh, And look, Spencer Rattler, I think he got a little bit too much of the blame. Maybe it was too much too soon. He's going to have a massive year this year. I think he's a good Heisman bet. Not quite the favorite, but certainly one of the chalkier selections. You get Kennedy Brooks back, who's rushed for a little bit over 2,000 yards. He opted out last year, so he is coming back. So Oklahoma's offense, I never worry about. Can they just get enough stops? They don't have to be like a dominating defense, but can they just get enough stops? So Oklahoma would be the team. Uh, that I think is definitely coming out of the Big 12. And then uh, maybe a live underdog that might be a bit, little bit better than people think could be Texas Tech and TCU. I think Patterson is going to have his best team he's at here in a few years. And I also think Texas Tech, Sonny Cumbie back there as a the coordinator for Matt Wells. I mentioned Oregon, the new quarterback. Well, the old quarterback, Tyler Shuck, is right here at Texas Tech this year. This conference, I just don't, I don't like the depth. At all, yeah. I think a lot of these teams are just middling teams, and someone's gonna someone's gonna win eight or nine games that really would be mm-hmm. six and six in another conference. Could be TCU or Texas Tech. Yeah, don't disagree. We'll keep continuing the discussion on the Big Twelve actually next here on VSIN on the Green Zone. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. 
I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. I'm not guarding like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. on your favorite sports with a risk-free first wager up to $600 at BetMGM. Just sign up using the bonus code VSIN600 and get in the game with the king of sportsbooks. Download the app or go to BetMGM.com and use the promo code VSIN600 to make your first bet risk-free up to $600. It is a new customer offer only, paid in free bets. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 or older to place a wager Colorado, Indiana, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Nevada, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, Washington, D.C., or West Virginia only. Excludes Michigan's disassociated persons. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem call 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado, Nevada, Virginia, and D.C. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-GAMBLER in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and Pennsylvania uh, Pennsylvania and West Virginia. 1 800 Bet, bets off in Iowa, in Tennessee, call or text Redline 1-800-889-9789. In Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. And the promotional offer not available in Nevada. It is the Green Zone here on VSIN. I'm Jeff Parles. He's Wes Reynolds. And Wes, our pre-final round leader, is now back within one and has a real chance here to catch Cameron Champ. Yeah, I was kind of saying, man, this looks like Trin Galley may end up winning this tournament and breaking that long streak of 300-plus starts. We've kind of seen that, at least on the European Tour. I believe Nacho Ivera got by in the playoff today over at the Kazoo Open in Wales. And then, of course, Richard Bland there at the British Masters at 48 years old. Now, he had like 500 starts on the European Tour before he finally broke through. But Cam Trin Galley, nevertheless, just one stroke back of the fellow Cameron, Cameron Champ. Cameron Tringali now plus 250. Champ still at even money. Johnny Vegas two back at 12 under par. He is at 12 to 1. Louis Oosthuizen can maybe get in the clubhouse here at 13 under with the birdie on 18. He is currently 14 to 1. I think he's going to run out of holes. It just seems like 15 or 16 is going to be where you're going to need to get to. I'd say 15. 15, yeah. 15 is probably 15's getting, at least a playoff. getting you in the playoff. Yeah. 16 probably wins it here. Uh, yeah. Champa wayward off the tee on 14 again. And uh, again, Tringali got his birdie on the par five, now back within one. Uh, Champ, how big of a favorite is Champ right now? He is even money. Okay. Not yet the quite odds-on favorite that I had with when I mentioned Bubba and Joaquin Neiman, where Neiman was like minus $4 at one standpoint to win that Rocket Mortgage and then doesn't make a bogey all week, but of course does so on the first playoff hole. So, but I digress. Some quick MLB updates as we keep rolling here. Uh, we'll start in. Uh, we'll start with a final. Uh, the Mets beat the Blue Jays 5-4. Edwin Diaz Comes in, strikes out the side with a walk mixed in uh, to get the Mets a series win against Toronto. 
and keep their four-game lead over Philadelphia in the NL East with the Phillies beating the Braves earlier 2-1. to one. Uh, Royals, uh, Daniel Lynch with a great outing today for the Royals as KC sweeps the previously red-hot Detroit Tigers. And whenever that happens, because remember the uh, Tigers did win seven in a row, and then all of a sudden this Royals team that can't play that can't play dead does get the, the uh, sweep here. So uh, the old song from uh, Lord will never be royal. Yeah, the uh, the run to their back-to-back uh, World Series appearances and the championship in the second uh, go-around. Uh, the Diamondbacks are back to their losing ways, Wes. Uh, Five for the five for the Cubs, uh, nothing for the Diamondbacks. They avoided uh, that seventy loss yes. deal you were talking about <laughs> yesterday in the first one hundred, and it's like you know these boys are a fade necessarily today. So uh, right now, five nothing Cubs up on the D-backs. Yeah, good good outing so far for Trevor Williams, who has had a very uh, let's say it's uh, been a struggle for Mr. Williams this yeah. year in his first year uh, with the Cubs, but a good outing today, five nothing Cubs. Uh, they're, they're Wes, you want to lay minus 35000 on the Cubs right now? Well, uh, and they might get a couple more home runs. Chris Bryant did return to the lineup yesterday and mm-hmm. now has a two-run shot. Rizzo with the solo, Bote with the two-run shot. All the runs via the long ball today for the Cubs. 5 nothing here going into the top of the eighth. Let's go to Cincinnati where things have gotten very interesting all of a sudden. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the, the Cardinals scored seven in the fourth to, put, to go up nine to three. Uh, the Reds scored a run in the sixth, two in the seventh. And now the base is loaded with, uh, with uh, oh, Aristides Aquino, 2019 hero Aristides Aquino. Yes. Uh, up with them loaded against uh, Gallegos for the uh, for the Cardinals, 9-6 in the bottom of the eighth. Yeah, I'm wondering, and, and, and the Reds are my team, as regular listeners know. And uh, looking at this team, I'm kind of like, okay, what are they going to do here? Are they going to go for it or are they going to sell? Because it's kind of like they're really stuck with the rock in a hard place. Of course, Castellanos, who was rumored to be traded, perhaps if the Reds elect to sell, they could probably get a pretty hefty return for him. He is now on the 10-day injury list with a wrist. I think I don't think that would preclude teams from maybe wanting him if this injury is not so serious. But you have in the bullpen, you have TJ Antone, you have Lucas Sims. Rating to get those guys back for some reinforcements. And then, of course, uh, Senzel has been out. Moustakis has been out. So, look, the Reds, you know, can score runs. It's just they have a problem usually preventing runs, especially with that bullpen. So, currently 9-6 to six here, bottom of the eight. Sacks packed here, just one out here at the Great American Ballpark with Aquino up at the dish. Uh, Reds, six runs on 10 hits. St. Louis, nine runs on 10 hits. So, after that seven-run fourth, it looked like the Reds were done for, but now they're kind of in this game, and they're 51-47. and 47. Like, they're not out of it necessarily, but they're right on the precipice of falling out of it. So that's why I think the Reds are going to be an interesting team to watch this week to see if they're going to go ahead and sell or if they feel that they can go for it. Maybe, you know, because the wild card, you got to think, you might have three teams in the playoffs out of the NL West. I, do you, that's the expectation. Now, the point. Padres, if they keep losing games like this against Miami today, they could fall out of it. And they were kind of the team that I thought, I think we were talking about uh, who's going to make the playoffs. It's like, I like the price on the Giants better than I do the Padres right now. Because what I worry about with the Padres is they've taxed that bullpen way too much and way too early in this season. 
Uh, Wes, did you see Lou Eustace had almost holed out from the fairway I on I did, and that would have put him at 14 under and tied him for the outright lead. It does give him at least the lead in the clubhouse. 13 under par for Lou Eustace and a nice 66 today as he is uh, talking with uh, Amanda Bileonis on the telecast. And Lou Eustace, and by the way, 16 to 1, if you think that maybe these leaders are going to come back to him. Cam Champ has now gone to minus money where we can call him the odds-on favorite, minus 110. Fellow Cam Trangali at plus 275. Charles Schwartzel, 8 to 1. Johnny Vegas, 14 to 1. By the way, in Cincinnati, real quick, uh, Aquino pops out. And now Farmer, if Goldschmidt makes the play, fouls out as well. So, uh... They load them up, you yeah. get nothing in Cincinnati. That's the life of a Reds fan. Get your hopes up and then kick you where it hurts. And so 9-6 uh, uh, St. Louis through 8. Reds have left 13 on base in that one, Wes. Yeah, a small village, <laughs> as Bob Euchre would say. Reds have left a small village on the base. Yeah, so let's get back to the Big 12 here, Wes. And, and we were talking about this a little in the last segment. Both of us expect it to be either Oklahoma or Iowa State Yeah. at the end. And we were bringing up, just because, I don't like the depth in this conference. I, I think there's just a lot of mediocre teams here, mm-hmm. especially after those top two. Texas is going to get bet up just because they're Texas, yes. even though, uh, look, they're, they're going to have talent. They have questions at quarterback. Uh, do we buy Steve Sarkeesian as a real Power 5 head right, coach right. at this point of his career? Time's going to tell on them, too. Yeah. And obviously, they might be going to the... SEC, them in Oklahoma looking for a way out. But if you look at Texas just overall, you you said the phrase, because they're Texas. Yeah. They're always kind of going to get the benefit of the doubt because they always have such like high expectations and they always have such a high ceiling being the flagship university of the largest state uh, in the union here. But if you look at Texas right now, if they were in the SEC, what would you rank them about the sixth or seventh best program if, if, in that conference if, if, for for this year or just in general? I can maybe a little bit of both. So just in so if we're doing a little bit of both because it's kind of lines up with, with what it is this year. Bama's obviously better. LSU's won a national championship in the last three years. They're mm-hmm. better. Georgia, Florida. I would rather have their programs currently yes. than Texas. Yes. Uh, and then it's a question of. Texas what, what, is probably te- right there with yeah, Auburn, right? I, I, Auburn and A and M are yes. probably all in the same boat. As and A and M might even be a little bit better than Texas. I know uh, for this year, A and M is better than Texas. Well, Jimbo certainly twisted the knife in him at SEC Media Day this week at, at Texas a little bit. So, and Jimbo's been recruiting a little bit better now. Jimbo's got to take the step up for his program. Can you be an elite program with Alabama and Georgia and Florida and the like? But Wes, who's, who's the team that's in that middle tier, though? that you think could pop up, win eight, nine games, and be an, a nice little story, obviously still come up short in the grand scheme of things in the Big 12, but go over a win total, Wes. It could be TCU, because okay. I do think they have a soft non-conference schedule. I believe they have Duquesne out of the FCS. They also have Cal and SMU in Fort Worth. And, you know, those are losable games, but those are winnable games, too. And, uh, look, uh, Gary Patterson, it looks like he has his best team that he's had in probably a few years. He's going to get back above 500. You do have Max Duggan, who they need to have take the next step as a passer. He can prove he can run. I think he had 526 yards now. That led the Horned Frogs in rushing, so you need somebody else to step up. Uh, They got denied the postseason, obviously, due to COVID-19 because they were supposed to play Arkansas in that Texas Bowl. That game got canceled. Uh, Seven wins kind of looks right, but they might be a team I'd be willing to lean on on the over. Texas Tech and also TCU 
would be really the two teams I'm looking at because I think a lot of the numbers here are right. I would think Kansas State, they still got a lot of questions. I would lean to them on the under. Kansas State, uh, I, I, I'm not buying. I, I just, again, I, I like their cold coach. Like Cleman, but yeah. I'm just I, just not enough talent. Skylar Thompson's been at Kansas State since Kelly Stewart was a student. <laughs> it, it, it seems like he is now back for his sixth season. Which uh, look, are they going to go to Will Howard, who showed some signs as a freshman? I would. They of course have Deuce Vaughn, who's a really mm-hmm. good running back, kind of really the key to that whole offense. But the defense lost some playmakers, so I'd be leaning Kansas State on the. Uh, by the way, going back to your TCU thing real quick. Duquesne, gift game right out of the gate. But even though those other two non-con games are at home, they should be able to beat Cal at home. Cal they is should. a rematch of that great cheese at bowl oh, we geez. saw a couple years ago. 10-7 yes, in overtime. Yes, all those turnovers. Uh, that was miserable. The other one is SMU, who, you know SMU. The really, iron skillet game you, you, down in the Metroplex. You, you know the Stangs will be able to score. Yes. That you do know about them this year. When we get back, we're going to the ACC. Clemson's a huge favorite to win the conference. What's the path to them not winning the ACC yet again? That's next here on the Green Zone. Three six five. We don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play—from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get one hundred and fifty dollars in bonus bets when you bet just five dollars. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet three six five. Twenty one plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call one eight hundred Gambler. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.